Hello and welcome to another episode of Honey, You're Ruining Our Kid, the parenting podcast from the Irish Man Abroad Podcast Network and go loud. I am here. My name is Jarlath Regan. My wife is opposite me. Hello there. Tina is, of course, <laughs> a resident child and parenting expert with 20 years of experience in this business. Tina, it's been a mad couple of weeks since launching this. Yeah. I can't get over the response. Yeah, it's been amazing. And it's you're totally amazing. new to this. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. You're in TV3. I know it's not called TV3, but we're on the telly this week. <laughs> yeah. And it, sure, it's a lot. Sure, me kicking and screaming to these um, live interviews. But Marin and Tommy were just the best. They yeah. were so lovely to us and funny and just... They're amazing. I was and, really impressed. And honestly, it was great to just articulate what it is we're doing because it's yeah. hard to put that across. But what I would say to you, if you're listening to this now and you've loved the first three episodes, we do not have a marketing budget. We need you to mm. spread the word. If you're at the gate or if you're in a WhatsApp group, just ping it on. That's the only way that people are going to hear about this. And as you know, word of mouth and recommendation is worth way more than yeah. any Instagram post. I know, and I agree with you, Jar, but more than that, I want people to know that, you know, even if you're not going to listen to the podcast, but you need a bit of help, just get in touch because there's a lot of very stressed out parents out there mm. and we've all seen the news this week. And yeah. I, I, if we can help you with anything that's going on in your, in your house, that's fine. Yeah, Send and us just an email. mark your email, you not do, for broadcast. Not for broadcast. Easily just need a bit done. of help. I'm happy to do that, honestly. The email is honey, you are ruining our kid at gmail.com. We got one thing in that wasn't in an email, but easily the funniest and best thing and completely in the spirit of yeah, the show. It really made me laugh. My cousin, Sarah Acton, she posted a little bit of uh, child homework first weeks back. Yeah, her little uh, boy Jamie, I think he's six. Yeah, he? shout out to Jamie. Yeah, legend. Clearly an amazing child mm. doing his maths homework. Tina, you explain what he did. Just gorgeous. So um, his mom, lovely Sarah, took a picture of his maths homework and he's done really, really well. He's answered all these really tricky yeah. questions for a six-year-old. Well, and then the next question on the page is name this shape. It's a picture and, of a shape. Yeah, a picture of a shape. <laughs> and he writes down Bob. I loved it. <laughs> They're looking for a triangle, Jamie, but Bob is fantastic. I love I it. I love it. I mean, yeah. it also says like, what does he must have been sitting there going, this homework's mad. <laughs> <laughs> You're asking me but to name know, shapes now. Charlotte, you bring up homework. And like, I never taught too much about homework. Like, Mikey didn't get homework in England. And I took that for granted because mm. I was just like, now that I see how much time it takes up of their day, mm. no wonder the homework's not great from mm. most kids. They're too tired. Yeah, they're exhausted. Like, that it's a little long guy, hilarious what he did. But he's so tired at the end of the day that, of course, he's not thinking straight. I'm so anti-homework now after seeing it. <laughs> I don't know if he wasn't thinking straight or if he, there is a part of me that thinks, did he think this is a bit of crack? And that is one of the things yeah, that, well, that brought us Well, that little boy home. is very funny. He's I love very him. funny. That if you have seen some homework, mm. <laughs> if you've been asked to correct some homework where you've thought, this is so good. Homework that's so good, you take a photo of it and send it to your family WhatsApp group. Ping it into us. I think we're going to have to have a prize for the best one of these. Or even if we read one out, we'll send you a, a gift of some sort yeah, from like, Honey You're Reading. Do you remember kid. when Mike was in reception and he used to have to draw the picture to go with his news and every single picture he'd draw a glass of wine in my hand? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm like, seriously, Mikey, stop Single. doing that. <laughs> and then at a certain point, he knew it was winding Oh, he knew you straight up. away, but he was loving that it was winding me up so much. I was like, stop doing that. I don't drink wine all the time. <laughs> Not all the time. <laughs> Not all the time. You a are drinking time. wine right now as we record this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Hi, Tina and Jareth. I've just caught up on Honey, You're Ruining Our Kid, and I loved it. I love reading that part out of the email. It's the, hey Pat, love the show part of the email. Thank you both so much for all the work you're putting in. I have a question. My four-year-old son, almost five, completely overreacts to pain, and I am at a loss as to how to respond to him. Completely overreacts to pain, specifically. This is interesting. He needs so much consoling for the most trivial of injuries. For example, just yesterday, Yesterday, we were at under sixes football training, which is automatically cute. I am one of the coaches. My four year old came over to me midway through the session, sobbing and saying his ankle was sore. I got down to his level, gave him a big hug, told him that must really hurt. I had a check of the ankle and could find absolutely nothing wrong. I'm a chartered physiotherapist by profession, which must be tough for your kids, because when you say it's nothing wrong, it's really nothing wrong. I suggested that we take a break, get a drink. At this point, he was clinging to me, telling me he couldn't walk. This is funny to me, but I guess it's not funny for you if you're living through this every single time. There's a nip or a niggle. I lifted him up. Then I told then he told me his pain was on the other ankle now and was moving up to his eye. (sighs) I tried to distract him by telling him a joke. Then we tried to do dragon breaths to help him calm down, but it was no use. He would not rejoin the session in the end and feeling fairly mortified. I carried him back to the car and we went home. By the time we got back to the house, a journey of approximately three minutes, he hopped out of his car seat, <laughs> skipped into the house. No further oh, mention no. of the ankle. This bo- this is this a, a mom or dad who sent this in? Uh, let me see. It is a mom. He, oh, amazing mom. You take it from there, Tina, because he, this mom is saying he reacts to the... T- this isn't just an ankle twist or whatever. It's the tiniest cuts, bumps. And with school so of this too. And he, what? School have mentioned this to well. Yes, this is it. He has started primary school and his preschool teacher had remarked that he needs a lot of comforting when he hurts himself. He has a younger brother who is three, who is so hardy by comparison. Where am I going wrong? Okay. Are there well, any strategies you could That is the tricky recommend? one because this mom sounds amazing. Like she's doing everything you would tell someone to do. She's getting down to his level. She's, you know naming his emotions she's recognizing he's it feels like he's hurt himself he's in pain and she's checking it out and she actually knows what she's doing so that must be super frustrating Mm. but um i think the only thing that kind of caught me there was she does give in and go home he does get out of it And that's really tough because she obviously is embarrassed because she is a professional in her job. She's also got the role of being one of the coaches there Mm. and her own kid is not taking her word for, you know, he's not listening to what she's told him. I feel like I would encourage her to keep doing everything she's already doing because it's amazing. Really good momming. But then just to say to him, well, I've I've reassured you now that nothing's wrong. I'm Mm -hmm. sorry that you still feel sad. 
we have two choices. You can go back and join the game or you can sit here and wait till it's over. Yeah, which will be so boring. going home should not be an option. Yeah. Also, little brother being so hardy and tough probably means that he is maybe doing it for the attention he gets. His mom gets down to his level. She's so doting and lovely. So there's that to take on board too. And also she could really do with finding moments because we need to build him up don't we we need to get him a bit feeling well, can, like he's can a tougher I guy say, you know mm. and i know that my contributions are often not rooted in training like yours are <laughs> <laughs> mine are uh, more about what i remember of being a kid and yeah. what i've seen of you know mikey and his friends and i think this kid has you a bit figured out i think that He's playing you like a fiddle oh, because he, yeah. the, the the doing it in the big public setting like that. Yeah. It, he knew that he could embarrass you in some way. Yeah. And then this poor mom was was embarrassed to the point of, will I look like a bad parent? Yeah. If I don't take him home when he's he's acting like he's been and shot. That's a in the hard back. place to feel. That's a hard thing to cope with at the time but the mom nearly needs to practice the dragon breaths in those moments and say look I've told him now he can go back and join or he can just wait with me mm. and who cares what anyone else is thinking about that I know in myself I'm a really good mom I know I've got down to his level I've reassured him I've checked him out but that kid I think she needs to find moments and she needs to maybe mention to this to his teachers as well moments in the day where he's just being himself and going hey buddy I'm noticing you're getting you're getting more so brave yeah I, I noticed so more today. attention for not doing this yeah uh, kind of build him up um kind of plant ideas in his head that he is getting braver mm. you're getting tougher i noticed today that you look stronger you must be getting good sleep i saw you bump into something earlier you didn't even notice well done you you're you're getting yeah. tough and, that and it's not that he can't cry if he hurts himself it's just trying to level it out that you know her, saying you've hurt yourself is not going to get you out of an activity mm anymore yeah and this mom obviously an incredible mom the path isn't smooth this is the yeah. thing and i i love that uh the advice you give isn't and that's that because this probably isn't going to be smooth i remember one particular nephew who used <laughs> to show you his hand <laughs> for and go, years he'd go i cut my hand i cut my hand <laughs> and, and we'd be like yeah three years ago and then he wouldn't know which hand <laughs> to show you <laughs> but I like know. there's probably going to be a time a period i'd imagine where she goes Hey, I noticed you uh, bumped yourself walking out the door oh, there. Oh, and he'll probably try and, he'll and hurt himself. Burst into tears yeah, like huh? I did, and I. Yeah. Um, so. But she has to try and ignore all that. This mom knows what she's doing. Mm. She knows if her child is hurt. She's she's professional. That's her job. So she needs to have that confidence in herself. He'll be confident then too. My mom knows what she's talking about. Mm. She can even say things like that to him. She can say, "Look, I've checked you now." It's my job to know if there's something wrong with somebody. There's nothing wrong with you. You can join the game or you can sit here, but we're not going home. Bigger picture, other parents that might be going mm. through something similar. I mean, this doesn't limit itself to four-year-olds. No. Let's be honest. There can be a sense among siblings that one is getting more attention than the other. Yeah, and they'll really resort to, to stuff yeah. to try and 
get what attention they can. And I'm not fully can. sure it's always intentionally. It's just kind of something that happens. I don't think that they're, I don't think this kid has figured it out. Oh, when I cry, I get all the attention. Mm-hmm. I think it's just happened. Yeah. And it's, he makes it happen again. But he's not really fully conscious of yeah. why it's kind of very unconscious. Behavior. What we're what we're really trying to avoid here is this resulting in your child becoming a stand-up comedian. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Jared, when you say it, you think of yourself as a kid, you were a crazy child. Like Jared Listen, used to be teaching his parents lessons all the time. I don't know if we've mentioned I that don't before. Think we've told this story about when you were four and your mom used to be late to collect you, so you decided to teach her a lesson and started walking, walking on. Home. You lived five miles live, from the school? I lived five miles from the school out in the countryside. And he just wanted to give his mom a fright when she saw him on the road so and she'd I know to come earlier the next day. vividly remember Did it, it. work? No. no. She <laughs> is still a right late to pick me up, but I just knew not to walk home. <laughs> so let's go to a little bit of parenting news. Okay. Say goodbye to the tiger mom and welcome to the school of jellyfish parenting. This was a piece that appeared in The Guardian this week. You may have seen it uh, where they're talking about identifying your child's passions and the investment in that. Now, this is about you explain this better than I do, Tina, but it's a really interesting. Well, it, it is something I've been thinking about a lot. It's in the news a lot at the moment how parents and children are struggling to keep up with all these extracurricular activities and people are questioning whether they've been the kids want to do these activities yeah. or is, is it just to suit the parents busy life to get them into something else after school get them into something before school you know some kids are having three or four activities a night and it's a tricky one because that's the tiger mom right and the jellyfish mom is the one who's kind of trying to be really you know flexible with what our kids interests are do they want to go that evening if they don't want to go I'm not going to push them and it's really tough one because I'm kind of in the middle on both I think if you don't encourage your child to do activities they'll never do them yeah <laughs> you know they're not going to book themselves into no, a karate class no <laughs> I don't if you don't follow or spark their interests they might not organically have them now that's not saying that for every child some children will they'll be like I've seen this thing I want to do it can I do it please but other kids you need that little bit of encouragement I do think having more than one activity a day after school that's so much on a kid but some uh, of it is just uh, uh, like you say some of it is essential that some parents just don't they don't have, to have say. The, the, the chance yeah but they do they do need to then think of something else because those kids are spent. I think that if some parents got to see how active a school day is and how much stress and worries and work those kids have during the day, they would know, yeah, one club after school, that's fun. Something else completely different. But rushing around to like three or four clubs, that's very tough. Mm. Now, maybe you have a child with loads of energy who's able for it, but most kids aren't able for that. And like we even have a Tuesday where there's French and then basketball. And that's a lot, I think. Mm. You know, uh, I mean, this article goes into how expensive for oh, starters. Yeah, it is. I mean, like, it's, it's so just expensive. A, an oh, industry. Look, 
we had that in England. If if your child wanted to have music or anything, you, it had to be extra. And it seems like it's the same music, place there. It's extra. Whereas bullshit. we're back in Ireland now and all of a sudden, like, it is amazing. I know... Can't complain. Irish, I, Irish teachers are, are just incredibly giving because music... Mikey's now learning instruments while at school. Like, hmm. unbelievable. And two mornings a week... Two teachers in that school give up their free time, unpaid, to do athletics and football. That's unbelievable. Like, so it's up to us if we want to trap them Day in. Day is also a lot shorter for Irish teachers, let's be honest. We know yeah, but they, that still... uh, there's so much paperwork involved in being a teacher in Britain. Yeah, there is. That a, yeah. it probably, and I have no idea why there is so much paperwork, but there is yeah. where they're forced to stay afterwards where they feel like then the yeah, goodwill goes out the window. Irish teachers also have a lot, a lot of work too, but I think that extra month of holidays, they take yeah. two weeks to get a lot of their planning done. But, but look, yeah. the cost of living crisis has to come up here into this yeah. too, because the reality is a lot of these activities are going to bite the dust mm. soon when people start to realise how little extra cash there is. So yeah. all of this stuff is coming home to roost. The question that I took from this piece and how this is in parenting news is like, what what are we asking our kids to do with all of these activities? Sometimes it's like, does he even want to do it? Well, He's that's, dragging his heels going out the that's door. That's a tough one, because if your kid doesn't want to go, there's no point sending them. Like if they're really hating it, they're not going to enjoy it. You want them to but enjoy their exercise. what if the parent that has a kid who just doesn't want to do anything? Yeah, that can happen too. Um, it's a tricky one, right? Like, I, I'm just trying to reflect because I was very busy as a kid. I was in Me a too. trad band, Irish dancing classes every single day and all weekend. Camogie, football and basketball, I think. And I was happy to do all of those things. But then I lived in a town and I was able to get myself to everything. And the school I went to, again, incredible school, St. Paul's, where the teachers seemed to organise everything. Lifts, getting you there, everything. The trad band, Miss Fahey, amazing lady in St. Paul's, did that all of her own free time, brought us to the flas. I mean, maybe teachers aren't as involved with the children anymore. And maybe leaving it up to parents is what's causing all the stress. Mm. Like, it is really hard to get your kid to everything. Whereas I don't remember my mom and dad having to bring me to many of those things. The except other, the Irish dancing. The other thing is that I, what I'm noticing is how serious some of these things are taken. <laughs> this is because Gerald had to go to Mikey's GA match yesterday and they played it like it was the All-Ireland final. Yeah, I loved it. I loved the passion. Yeah, I did. I really loved it. I thought it was fantastic how in it they were. But what I know is that you're... Passion is a limited resource. Yeah. And if you're really pushing it on all these fronts, mm. you get spent. Yeah. That, like, how much passion do you have left for learning if you're got a karate tournament on Monday evening, basketball tournament Tuesday evening, yeah. then you're expected to do your piano practice. I mean, this is what... This, this comes back to the homework thing, though. If I'm noticing one thing between where we've lived and where we live now... The homework saps the energy out of the kids. Like, I know loads of clubs or whatever, but they have the homework is stealing their passion for everything. Like, they've let them leave their work at school. I really anti homework now, just going on record. I'm not into homework anymore because I've seen for what age group? What are you talking about? Well, I just think, why do they need it in primary school? Yeah, and secondary school, kind of. They get loads of free classes in secondary school. Why can't they do their work then? 
Yeah. I'm not anti-studying. Look, I do remember finishing my homework like and it was dark. Yeah. And just feeling a bit like, well, I, I have described this a bunch of times to you, yeah. that I had a what's the point yeah. vibe to my school days that I was just like, they're just going to give you more homework. Yeah. Well, like, I really didn't take it in in England when Mikey was getting no homework. But now I'm seeing it and I'm like, he hasn't complained once. But I'm like, ah, this is a bit mad. It's five o'clock now. His day's over. You know? Yeah. I think it's a bit mad. Anyway. Why not send us a message if you can relate to this? Honey, you are ruining our kid at gmail.com because I feel like this is even a bigger topic than parenting news is that stress and anxiety that comes with attempting to do all of that mm. has to be something that we talk about. Yeah. And yeah. if somebody's come up with a solution that helps or works or f- kind of figures out a way through this or what guide you use for it, this is largely new territory for us too, yeah, and especially as we've moved country. One kid, one kid do these activities. Can you How imagine? the hell do people do oh, it? Oh, Lord. And most of the parents in Mikey's school have four or five children. I think we need to get Kanye involved here. <laughs> so the big news with Kanye this week is this clip that has been doing the rounds. He did an interview where he spoke about having to fight for his voice as a parent. Do you feel you have a voice as you're co-parenting now? I do have a voice, but I had to fight for it. That hurts you when you when you have to like scream about what your kids are wearing. And it's just little nuances where there was a parallel to what was what was happening at Gap, what was happening at Adidas, and what was happening in my home. It was all a, a kind of a disregard for the voice of something that I co-created. I co-created the children. Kanye wasn't getting an agreement on what the kids would wear. But what was he trying to put them in there? <laughs> I've seen some of his clothes. I'm sorry. Who knows? But you know what? Kim, I know that it's, it's n- we're not having a celebrity chat here, but it's more about how that like that. That's the issue in their house. And sure, yeah, maybe he did want them wearing his clothes. Mm. Who knows? But we know that sometimes a parent can feel like they don't have a say in any of it. And when you say we have to, you don't have a say. (laughs) You always go to is this? Are you trying to say this to Uh, me? Are you trying to say this to me? No, I'm I'm really not. Um, But like this is. uh, It's just one that I'm interested to raise and see if we get much back on this, because more and more. Uh, with the busy lives that are out there, mm. it can uh, agreement is hard to find in this modern well, world I in discourse in any kind of dialogue. Yeah. It can feel a bit like, well, that's what I think. That's what you think. And never the two shall meet. And what I've seen from teaching and de- dealing with parents coming into me more often than not, it's not that they're not even agreeing with each disagreeing with each other. They're so tired. Mm. They don't have time to even talk. though they've even though they've made a plan. The plan has gone out the window because they're like, oh, God, I'm too tired tonight. Yeah. Oh, just, you know, whatever. Yeah. And that is the kids counting on that. Yeah. Like how many times uh, my memory is not great. So if I've made a plan, I've had to start putting it in my phone now. So I remember because my I noticed that Mikey used to say, oh, yeah. OK, sure, mom. Cool, cool. Yeah. OK. Yeah. I won't get to do that tomorrow. And I might forget. And, and so I've had to put little reminders. So kids are just so clever. They see the cracks. And they're, they just want an easy life. They're not mm. going to remind you, oh, I thought you said I couldn't go on screens this weekend. Mm. They're going to see if it floats. That's it for Parenting News this week. 
And I didn't do one accent. Thank you, Jarla. <laughs> Hi there. I am watching you on the six o'clock show and I'm like, OMG, I need this right now. I have a five year old daughter, nearly six in senior infants. It's like she's five going on 15. I'm a single mom with her dad and there are no rules with him. Some days the behavior is so bad that I'm sitting in my room, bawling, crying. She can be the best in the world, but all of a sudden it's like a demon erupts. For example, I come home from school last week and kicked, she kicked in the door and nearly <laughs> broke my thumb, all oh because I wouldn't give her sweets. Sometimes just doesn't listen to me at all, won't do as she's told. And always pusses, which I think is my favorite parenting verb of all time. Mm. We all know what pussing looks like when I ask her to do anything or if I won't give her sweets, small lies, etc. I've started doing a behavior board now with sad and happy faces. Last three days has been good. But any advice you can give me, I would love. Wow, this poor mom. She kicked in the door. She yeah. broke her tongue. God. That's really tough because you must just feel so, no wonder she's crying. You feel like you've got no power. There's no respect there. You know, that is out of control behavior. And um, and and obviously not uncommon. That's the first thing to oh, say yeah. to this mom. Of course. It's like we get an awful lot of these oh, yeah. and this and is I've happening so all. much. Oh. And it's also the courage that she's shown to send this in. Absolutely. Because so many people, it's happening. They're not telling you. I do you wonder, I wonder, is it only happening at home or is it happening at school too? That would be really interesting to know because I've seen kids like that behave at school who are doing it at home and then kids who do it at school who don't do it at home. But because it's in the house, definitely, well, firstly, I would cry too. This poor mom, I empathize with her. She just needs help with laying down some rules at home so that okay. little girl knows what is expected of her? What's acceptable? What's not acceptable mm, behavior? But that, Tina, sounds like that's the principal problem is then not listening when she goes, these are the rules. Yeah, but... Are you saying you that, sit down and have a like a little yeah, mini conference? So she needs to involve her in it. There needs okay. to be a really nice kind of cozy meeting between them where mom has a really nice piece of paper or something, some mm. nice colorful pens, make it a kind of activity mm. and really make it feel special and explain to the little girl that we really want to make this a happy home. So we're going to come up with some nice rules that help us have this happy so house together. Yeah. And you're five now and I've noticed that you're, you know, you can understand rules. You're, and you're, you maybe pretend the teacher has said you're really good at behaving in school. And we're going to come up with some rules now. And definitely the mom has to take charge in this. She needs to be the one writing it and putting pen to paper the little girl should not touch that page no drawings or anything because these are mm -hmm. to be respected yep, these are uh, the law and uh, the law <laughs> <laughs> and then maybe three is enough mom picks two little girl picks one and maybe and unless it's outrageous just go along with the rules she picks okay right so yeah. the so the rules would be things like we only use our feet to kick footballs well, no, I think the rules would be things like when we we listen when mommy talks to us, we do what we're told. Yeah. That is an important rule because that's a safety thing. And do you, you're, yeah, well, that's you know, how you explain it to yeah, the kid that you Your go, job is to keep her safe and she you cannot keep your child safe if she's not going to listen. Mm -hmm. So that's really important. You can't, you can't trust your child unless she listens. So it's, it's 
it's completely really important that your child does have like, to Look, I, I think that uh, is a really important one to start out with with anyone who's yeah. in this situation. Yeah. That that the whole point that yeah. I'm saying, listen to me, yeah. is because you aren't aware of the danger you are putting yourself yeah. in by not listening to me. And let's be honest, we've had the situation where he's in a bad habit, oh, not yeah. listening. And then he backpedals into traffic yeah. in a car park, and like forever, walks backwards. Forever, myself and Jar have always been saying that because it's something I learned in a lovely old school I used to work in Horizons that um, it's really important that the child knows that your job is to keep them safe. And your own child, that's your main job, is to keep your child safe. So it's okay for you to say, I need you to listen. It is my job to keep you safe. I cannot keep you safe if you don't listen. Our number one rule in this house is that when mommy tells you to do something, you do it. And then just respect for our environment should be a rule there. Talk about what your hands and your feet are for. What do we use our hands for? What do we not use our hands for? In this house, we do not kick indoors. That's unacceptable. We do not hurt each other. You do not hurt your mom. That's not okay. Mommy doesn't hurt you. You don't hurt mommy. And then let her have a rule too. I want to, and I know you hate when I do the impression of the kid, but this is this is potentially mm. what you're going to get back. Uh, sweets every day at four o'clock. Yeah. Okay. And you could say, "Mommy would love to give you sweets every day at four o'clock, but I can't because I'm trying to keep your teeth safe, and we don't want to go to the dentist the whole time." But you can say, "Mommy would love if you're able to do these rules." Mommy will definitely give you sweets on this day and just write down the day. Mm. And be like, you will get us, you'll get treats. We'll go to the, the shop. We'll buy your favorite like sweets. There's an argument for taking sweets out of the equation yeah. for a while until these rules are. Yeah, matched. that is something. If they're not in the house, she can cry all she likes, but she's not going to get them because they're yeah. not, they don't exist. They're not there. So she mentioned a behavior chart, which is something that you see quite a bit in people's houses when yeah. you go in. Behavior, some, some behavior charts I've seen in people's houses have been going on all year. Yeah. Is there any guidance you can give people on? You well, know, what makes a good behavior chart? Well, <laughs> what should it be the, about? It's really important if you're going to use a behavior chart, it's short lived. Uh, I think this mom short lived. Short lived. I right. think this mom has gone in too early with the behavior chart myself, but if it's working, don't take it out. It, mm. That's okay. And it sounds like it's just an emotion one. So it's just, you know, showing right. happy and sad faces. When you say short lived, how long are we talking? I mean, a week is a, a very week. long time for a behavior chart in my book because yeah, it um, loses its impact after. If that. you want them to be a powerful tool, you need to make the first few you do successful. So three days, I think, is enough. Mm. Three ticks, self-made behavior charts. You don't need to buy them. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, reward on Thursday. Name or draw a picture of the reward, but make it easy because the child is not going to do a behavior chart if. Oh, what's the point? Sure, I never get to the end of the week on that. So the first one should be just um, something really easy, like putting on your coat in the morning when you're told. Mm. One, two, three, you got a reward for that. Thank you for doing it. Because what the aim of a behaviour chart is, ironing out the behaviour, phasing out the chart, so that they're just doing it. They're doing an expected behaviour without expecting anything, because that's how it should be. Yeah, yeah. like let's, I think this is great. And it's probably going to come up a few more times, but that that alone, uh, that sense of, like I said, yeah, they're just going to give me more homework is yeah. a sense that a lot of kids can yeah. have quite like, a what's bit. What's the point? It's like it's that, and I do think that some parents go, well, the chart 
is there now. That's part of our lives. Mm. Don't make me tap the chart yeah. again. No, no. Whereas yeah. you're saying if the room is chaos, the bedroom. Yeah. We need a chart to iron out that the room gets tidied every day. And once that's happening, chart goes. Yeah. And that would even be to me, that would be a really hard thing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. To me, a bedroom chart, like a tidy up room chart, like that wouldn't work for me. And um, even unless, as a morning thing, that it's like make your bed, I, put on your stuff, have your room tidy. Yeah, well, that, for breakfast. you're building up to that. But if you, this, it's one thing rather than a whole this, load of yeah, things. With this child, um, because you're starting off, just one thing, one achievable thing, and also you, the hope is that. The charts are successful, but they don't enjoy doing them that much. So that if there's a behavior you see creeping back in, you can say, OK, I'm warning. I'm giving you a warning now. Mm. If this doesn't stop, we're making a chart. And then the kid's like, oh, God, I don't have to do all that work again. So I better get on top of this. Also, before we leave this question, I just think with this mom, she's saying the child isn't listening to her. And maybe there's a bit of pushback when she's told her to do something. I feel like she needs to be careful about how she's telling the child to do something. Don't ask the child if they can. Can you? Will you? Would you you like to? Would you like to drop all those words? Give very direct instructions. Also, uh, if you can offer a choice, okay? But very direct. If you give your child the opportunity, but will, how, can, they have the right to say no. Hmm. Because you've asked them a question. So you're saying we are having dinner in 15 minutes. Yeah. You are to be finished that in 10. Yeah. Dinner's in 15 minutes. You have 10 minutes to finish that. I'll, I'll warn you again five minutes to go. Final thing I'll raise on this and then we'll move on. And thanks so much to this questioner and to everybody who's been mailing in. Keep them coming in. I just love all these parents. They're, They're incredible. So They're caring. so They love their kids so much. And you're also helping all of the people who want to email in but haven't. So yeah. fair play to you. Honey, you are ruining our kid at gmail.com is the place to send your mail. Final question. She mentions dad. There's no rules. Yeah. No rules at dad's house. That's really the tough. Sk- the fear there would have to be, would it not, that the kid goes, I prefer I mean, I, again, I, I do resort to doing impressions of kids, yeah. but like that's what you're dealing with. And there has to be a certain amount of fear that I'm the fun burglar. Yeah. Uh, what Completely. do you say to that? Completely get that. But that. She's powerless to that. If daddy's only getting to see this kid one or two days a week, daddy's not going to enforce the same rules as mommy. Uh, and uh, she just has to not worry about that anymore mm-hmm. because let that be a separate identity to her. That's don't, a separate place. Don't worry about it in that. Are you saying that the kid will be happier knowing the rules? Oh, I completely think mommy and that child are going to have a way happier life in the house when there's rules and expected behaviour and the child feels safer because she knows, well, if my mom tells me to do something, she means it. It's not just something she said. Mm. But mommy can't really do much about the daddy situation because daddy's only getting to see that kid maybe one day and he's not going to Mm. do it. Like we're probably going to need to loop back around to the sweets issue as well. And... I, I, my suggestion on the sweets thing uh, was perhaps to make your own stuff. I know that that sounds crazy, but I, I, I want to bring that up later in the series. If anyone has a solution for a kid that is absolutely rabid to get sweets, mm. like I was as a kid, 
I have a complete sweets yeah, were so uttered in yeah, my house. It's hard because I don't know if this mom is uttering the sweets because if you utter yeah, anything, yeah. it'll it'll produce mm. the child being fixated I'm on it. I to show myself like yeah. I, I just I only saw sweets after mass on a Sunday. I go to kids' parties and I fill my pockets and I would just like they'd be like, just Charlotte loves the sweets. Like, it is so tricky because we've never had an issue with sweets, but at the moment, Mikey's seen his grandparents a lot more than he ever did in his life, and there's a lot more sweets being a lot consumed. More sweets than I and I don't want to be that mom who's like, you can't have sweets every day, but you really can't have mm. sweets every day. Yeah. Well, look. Uh, as always, this mightn't be the end of this question. We may hear from this email yeah, again, I hope and we we'll do. come and back to the story. And I'm not telling her not to do her mood charge because that child probably does need a bit of help with naming mm. her feelings and her emotions. But uh, if it was me, I wouldn't do the chart yet. I do the rules, see how they go, mm. and see if you need to introduce a chart. But very short-lived, you know, achievable goals. Lovely stuff. Hey Tina and Jar, love the pod and delighted that Honey You're Ruining Our Kid is doing so well. You gave me some great poo-related advice a while back and I have another sort of toilet-related question. Wouldn't be an episode of Honey You're Ruining Our Kid <laughs> yeah. without a poo question. I'm hoping you might be able to help. My five-year-old is still wearing pull-ups at night, which is, let's be honest, very common. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't a big deal in the grand scheme of things, but I'm wondering how we're going to eventually wean him off the pull-ups. If he does wake in the night, he's well able to get up and go to the toilet himself. But most of the time, he doesn't wake up and just wheeze in the pull-up in his sleep. At this stage, he's so used to it that I feel like our only option is to let him go to bed without one and see what it feels like when he wets the bed. So that way, he'll start waking up when he needs to wee. Any advice you guys have is much appreciated. Keep up the great work, Anonymous. Yeah, that's I mean, really this tough. Is big. This is big. And I think this is one of those ones again where it's like, this is a case in a lot of houses and nobody's yeah. talking about oh, it. Oh, big time. But is also, letting them wee in the bed yeah. ever going to work, Tina? Well, this is why, you know, toilet training should be done before they're two. Because now that kid is used to weeing in his sleep. No disrespect to any parents who are doing that, but uh, I mean, I completely see how it happens. They advertise, you're, you're completely told by society to it's buy pull-ups. Pull yeah. They get yeah. curtains on them. Get your kid in pull-ups at night time. Finish with the nappies. Yeah. Now it's time for pull-ups. Yeah. Your child's not... ready to wear these at night time. It's like, but they don't need to definitely, but five is a long established habit of weeing in the bed. He's obviously not ever thinking if I feel a wee coming I need to run to the toilet but that's okay because it takes four days minimum to break a habit okay get that again you're telling me you can break this habit with most children any habit or this habit most children I'm not talking about grown-ups those are very established habits (laughs) she looks at me in that moment (laughs) disdain (laughs) but most children yeah if you're consistent with your plan you can break any behaviour in four days now I think this kid is five he's going to school you can sit this kid down and be like you're too old for them now buddy we're going to need you to start doing something different at night time and just be straight like that absolutely treat him with respect and be like the pull-ups are great but you're too old for them now you're just gonna start going he's going to start going on sleepovers he Mm. can't be wearing a pull-up and you're gonna have to say things to him like mommy and daddy completely trust you now we know you don't need them anymore then he's feeling oh 
mommy and daddy believe in me they don't think i need it then he'll believe in himself and you say uh, things like you can call us during the night we know it's scary at night time when it's dark we want you to call us because we definitely don't want you to do your wee wee in the bed wee wees go in the toilet it's really important with children to say all those things because there's so much they don't think about unless they're told it so you can be like weebies go in the toilet now during the night when you wake up you need to get out of your bed turn on your light go toilet do your wee get back into bed you really do have to talk through all the steps with them so it takes every extra step you tell them takes a little worry away you can even give them his own little flashlight that gets him to the toilet yeah, that, if he doesn't want to. Even wanna, that could be enough. If he doesn't want to wake up, he'll want to use the flashlight yeah. in the night. But and and you can get those really cool toilet lights now. Mm-hmm. They're really cool, aren't they? They're really. I was cool. well impressed. Tina was very light. impressed by the toilet light. I was like, why do I want to see my shit? Um, <laughs> but um, look, here's yeah, my, my I think question. this is very achievable. Feel, but I can feel parents asking this question. Yeah. I've tried it. It didn't work because I am you not gave spending my life airing out mattresses. Yeah, I know. I know. We what have do you a... do when it doesn't work right away? Well, it, it it more if your child's been wearing a pull-up for five years, it is not going to work straight away. So before you have the chat with him about them being gone, you need to have the chat with your partner and say, are we ready for them to be gone? Because it's going to be a little bit of work. You're going to maybe have to make sure he goes to the toilet before and after he reads his story, before he mm. closes his eyes. Have you done your wee-wees yet? Because they don't go in your bed, they go in the toilet. And also, go easy on the liquids before bed? Yeah, go easy until until he's used to it, maybe, mm. you know. Also... Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say that, um, you know, without the child knowing, you can get those nappy mattresses you put oh, under yeah. the sheet. But I would never let never the child know it's there. Don't and that's just to save that. your no, sanity. That between ourselves. See? Yeah, that's just to save your sanity. I mean, yeah. airing out a mattress is impossible. The smell of wee in a house. <sighs> and uh, and also the child will smell of wee if they wee yeah. in the bed, you know. So I think... Uh, Definitely make sure you're ready yourself before you do this because it is going to be hard. And if you go back to the pull-ups, that's game over for a few more years. Okay, now I do know of one case where mm. the kid had an ensuite in the room. Yeah. And was too feckin' lazy. Yeah, laziness can be a part of it, but you can way. break any habit. How do that, you break that? That habit, you set an alarm on your own bedroom and you go in and root that kid out of bed put them on the toilet until they think I'd rather go to the toilet myself than have my mother or father wow. wake me up every night wow that's my wife <laughs> <laughs> well has but Mikey it, ever wet the bed he has never wet, never the, wet bed, the bed but like but Tina my heart does go out to these folks oh yeah I have to say and that's why but I'm so glad know, that I'm the glad. other toileting thing helps I mean I, I think that you know, we're in a time where... What other toilet thing? They said that the last time they got in touch... That oh, we yes, that. of course. And I, so I think we faith. are in a time where we're all so tired. Mm-hmm. We're all so frazzled. Like we talked with the clubs, our lives are so busy that the idea of striking out and trying to get rid of this pull-up, knowing that your sleep's going to be interrupted again, maybe they've only just got their sleep back. It is hard to commit to that. So make sure you're committed to losing your sleep for a few days before you go into this because it's not going to be successful straight away. Pick your moment. But it will happen. Mm. And he needs to believe that you believe in him. You completely know he can do this. And that he's a big guy now. A big guy now. 
Yeah. I noticed you're a big guy. You're going to school. You're a teacher, he said. Amazing guy. Great stuff. Yeah. Great stuff. <laughs> I take the compliment. Yeah, yeah. 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 Thank you. I am great stuff. <laughs> Final question of the week. And this is this is a bit of a table turner. Tina needs help with a hmm. question that we received. Yeah, I do need a little bit of help. I've been thinking, I got back to this mom, a lovely mom emailed me last week and I told her I'd get in touch with this strategy, but I still don't ha quite have that strategy in place because it's something a little bit out of my uh, experience. Um, I have a mom whose daughter is maybe six or seven and still taking a dodie to go to sleep. Soother. A soother. Yeah. A, a to go to sleep at night time. And my problem with it is it's obviously helps her feel safe mm. and I'm trying to figure out ways well I guess yeah I'm just wondering if anyone has ideas I nearly have a plan myself and a way to go towards this mom but I thought if there's any moms listening who've had a child way too old with a suitor at night how did they replace that security for their kid because obviously this child it comforts her gets her to sleep it's a comfort now how do we take that comfort away and replace it with another just wondering yeah that's that's tough like i don't know what you do there like uh, I, all my suggestions are always like sneak in the room and pull it out of her mouth when she's asleep yeah and i think it's too personal for me because um my best friend who's actually passed away now when i was a kid she always had dodies everywhere and her parents like they were just it was like every little nook and cranny in her house up until the age she was 10 yeah there was a suitor hid from her parents and she'd run over and like have a little go in it. And now, really? yeah. Like she was dragging out yeah, of a fag. Yeah, like she was dragging out of a fag. Honest to God. And now that <laughs> we're older, gosh. I wonder, oh God, what was happening there? Yeah. What was the security she needed? So I guess I'm I'm worried about taking it, um, yeah. taking like it away. The, she was a great woman. Yeah, incredible. Like it didn't harm incredible, her. No, incredible lady. But she was definitely um, sucking on suitors like sucking on a cigarette <laughs> oh my in God. shame in shame yeah. yeah wow well if anyone does have a suggestion on that or is in a similar situation as always honey you're ruining our kid at gmail.com is the way to contact us final part of the show my absolute favorite bit where tina gets to tell me one thing she'd like me to stop doing as a parent <laughs> and then the really awkward moment where i get to say one to her <laughs> well i don't think it's particularly as a parent uh is my one this week uh, oh it's it's personal to me is it's it? really personal really personal it's just me as a human i being. would just love charlotte to start reading emails properly and um, mm. that's it that's it actually that that would be game over um all levels achieved just start <laughs> reading emails properly please please uh <laughs> you've no idea how much trouble this has got me in guys um tina raises a big issue for me here i do get a ridiculous number of emails every day and that's not me going uh I'm so popular, everybody wants yeah, to be flew, my friend. Yeah, but flew to the wrong country for a meeting because he read the email too fast. God. I mean, I it's a massive problem Dublin in our lives. For a meeting I found out when I got to the address in mm. Dublin. I was outside the address yeah. on the street and I was like, why would <laughs> this company be in this street on the north side of the city? And then I looked at the email properly and I realised... Oh, the meeting is taking place in London. <laughs> Where I live. On the same street name right now. And they're probably drinking flat whites and going, Where is he? <laughs> 
And I, I know so bad. I had to ring them and go, you're not going to believe what's happened. Oh. Like I had booked in gigs in Dublin. Uh, like it's I'm going red thinking about I'm this. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Just like, read your emails and I'll be well, I'll be well. But like Tina, it's so often, like it's so often I skim read things mm-hmm. and I just get myself and I'm, I'm actually blushing thinking about this. But like, I I don't know why I don't do it, but I I said to you earlier, I think that what you're asking me to do is anti-Irish. <laughs> Because Tina had made the point during the week that Irish people don't read the rules. <laughs> they think, I know, see how you're doing it, but I'll figure it out for myself. Yeah, but that's very different to reading emails like just or books. You know, let's not just guess the end of the email anymore. Let's just read it. <laughs> okay. I can figure out where the story yeah. is going. Let's just okay. read it. Okay. My turn. Okay. I so can't remember what my one was. Oh, let's leave it at that. <laughs> I remember. Uh, what could it be? Nothing. Uh, oh, you do know. What is it? You do know. No, I don't. How would I know? We recorded this already. But I can't remember. What was it? Okay. Here's my one. You do go to catastrophe. What? Quicker than most people. My microphone picked up your what there. But <laughs> <laughs> it's like all of the levels. Do you mean just, off the just when Mikey's concerned? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Oh. Like there is. Uh, like my concern there is anxiety in him going to catastrophe and over concern. Bit unfair for, considering I'm so conscious of it and trying okay, my best. Did I say that yours was unfair? <laughs> I don't know that what I said. Mine is true. Oh, mine's true. Everyone's just <laughs> but bullshit. You're, <laughs> but you're not working on yours. Whereas I'm working on my one every day. Do you think I don't try to read emails? I definitely think you I don't get try. Bored reading them. You are so bad at reading emails. Just today, guys. Jared has an this appointment. This is the pattern, guys. Yeah, Jared has to do. One, Jared has says, to do bullshit. And a thing later. She says one. He didn't I even have know to. what he was doing because he read it wrong. This is just <laughs> like. So this is this is the pattern for the week. Every week, Tina's going to suggest a thing that I need to change. And I will go, I take it on the chin, Tina. I'll definitely try to improve. I say one back to her and she goes, I don't know where you're getting that from. <laughs> that's and not that's what our I show said. for the week. <laughs> I, said, I said that's not particularly fair when that I think, is something uh, I'm consciously if, working on all the time. I think if the court stenographer reads the remarks back, he'll find <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for submitting your questions this week. If you want to submit one, uh, you know where to do it. And like we said, you can just mark it not to be broadcast and it won't be. And Tina yeah. will get back with yeah, I advice. Mean, that is the heart of the show. Whatever about the podcast, we just really want to. I just want to empower moms and dads and help them with yeah. behaviours. You it's not just forever. want to help. I am no yeah. help. <laughs> I am literally just person going, that's terrible. I just want mommies and daddies to know, like, instead of going to bed totally fraud, to know there is hope. There is hope, These yeah. Say, be You're not in it on this your This is own. not your child. This is just a phase. And yeah. I can help you get through that phase. Fantastic. Tina, thank you so much. Thanks to D-Ready at Go Loud. Yeah. And all of our supporters over on patreon.com forward slash Irishman Abroad, where you can get all of the Irishman Abroad back catalogue. A 
hundreds and hundreds of episodes. 608. Tina counted, counted. 600 episodes, yeah. interviews with the greatest Irish people that have ever lived. And of course, our weekly shows with Sonia O'Sullivan and Marion McKeown. Marion McKeown we'll is back. my absolute favourite. We'll be back next that. week with more Take It Easy out there. Raising your kids not to be gobshites, not easy, but we're in it together. Bye bye.